What's up, guys? Um, welcome back to another episode of 8 a.m. Uh, today, it's a sick day. I woke up at like 8.30. I was planning to go to my class at 9.30, but as soon as I woke up, I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I'm going to do this. So I emailed my professors, and I was like, yo, I'm sick. I'm not going to make it to class today. Um, going to miss practice. Uh, kind of sucks, but I'm just feeling terrible. My head is just full of snot. That feeling when you're congested and you just know your head's full of snot, it sucks. Um, but I thought I would take that as an opportunity to get back to you guys with another episode. So one of the topics that I want to talk about today is stress. Lately, I have been feeling pretty stressed out. So it's uh, the week of Halloween, which means at my college, we've got Halloween coming up which means you're supposed to have, like, three or four Halloween costumes, one for, like, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, um, which I don't have. Not only that, but I don't even have, like, an idea. The only one I know for sure is one of the days I'm going to be Rick and my roommate is going to be Morty, and our dynamic is basically just like that. He's the short, whiny one who I kind of put in situations and yeah, um, <laughs> that makes it sound a little creepy, but you you know, you get the idea, you've seen Rick and Morty. So I've got to figure out all my plans for Halloween, whatever costume I'm going to get, and I need to actually acquire the costume. So I was thinking of going to Party City after class today, but now I just feel awful. I don't, I do not even want to leave my house, but I'm going to have to because another thing, I have no food in my house. All I have left is like two bagels, like not even not even a cheese stick or anything. So I'm going to have to go get food and get Halloween costumes today. But another thing that's been stressing me out is money, which I do not have a lot of. And I've been thinking I'm going to have to go back to the classic college method of making free money. That being donating your blood plasma. Um, where I go to college, we have a place, a blood plasma donation center, like three minutes from campus. And I bet they have that at all like big schools because they know college students are like the ones who are desperate enough that need that money. And then every once in a while they come out with like deals where they're like, oh, you can make $130, then 90, then 130, then like 100. I don't like there's like random ones, but they try to like incentivize you to uh, go donate your blood plasma. But the problem is you can only do it on like alternating days and then you have to make your appointment in advance. And if you don't complete your promotion within a certain amount of time, then you're going to get screwed and only make like 25 bucks or something from donating your blood plasma, blood plasma. <laughs> Um, which would definitely not be worth it, at least for me, because I am terrified of needles. That is, like, probably my biggest, like, phobia. Like, I'm not really scared of any other, like, generic stuff. I'm not, like, really afraid of heights or the dark or whatever it may be. But, gosh, needles, man, they are the worst. I used to hate getting shots when I was a kid. Um... But that brings me into another thing that I was thinking about talking about, which is piercings and tattoos. So I, um, the only modification that I have is, uh, ear piercings. Um, if you're my mom listening, if you're anyone other than my mom, 
Um, I've got pierced ears, and I also have a couple sticking pokes that I did myself, which are on my legs. But those are like high up on the thighs, so that when I wear shorts, they are not really visible. Um, depending on what I'm doing, if I'm like jumping around, playing sports, or like sitting in a certain way, you'll see them. Um, which is like a cool spot to be because I want them to be seen, but not all the time. And I like the element of surprise. People are like, oh, you have a tattoo? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. Um, but my mom whew, could never find out about this. She would kill me. Um, so I'm going to talk about, it was just about a year ago when I got my ears pierced. Um, I had been like sort of thinking about it for a while, like a few months. And I was like, hmm, like I wonder how it would be if I got my ears pierced. Um, and my family was living in Ukraine. They were posted there um, because of my dad's job. So my family was living in Ukraine so far away, and it was like the beginning of October or maybe the end of November when we did it. I can't remember for sure. But um, my friend Nana, his parents were in Ghana. So, or his dad was at least, not his mom, but his dad was the one that he would have to worry about um, getting mad at him for piercing his ears. So... We were both thinking, like, man, like, now, like, now's the time. Like, if we're going to pierce our ears, let's just do it. And we, like, kind of, like, agreed we were going to do it, but not seriously. There was no real commitment. And then one day, I just woke up. I just called him. I was like, all right, man, let's go do it, like, right now. And he was like, now, dude? Like, I don't know. And But basically, long story short, we just went and did it. We went to the mall. Um, We picked out our earrings at some, like, piercing pagoda thing. And then they got the gun. Um, they didn't use a needle, they used the, like, gun thing, and just shot those earrings right into our ears, and it was a weird feeling, it felt like it was, like, twisting my ear, like, from both sides, was just being twisted, um, on the lobe, and then it was just in, um, and it really wasn't hard at all, it wasn't bad, um, and then we had earrings, which is pretty sweet, I still have them in, um, but I kept that secret from my mom for a long time. I think I told her, like, so winter break was coming up, and I was going to visit them in Ukraine, and I knew that I was going to have to tell her, because she was going to notice. Like, even if I took them out, my mom is the type to, like, see the hole in my ear and be like, Jack, and freak out. Like, that stuff is hard to hide from her. Um, so what I ended up doing was just FaceTiming her when I was at uh, my best friend's house, um, and his mom was there, who's friends with my mom, and I knew that she would have, like, a calming effect, just her presence there on the call. So I called my mom, and I was like, hey, mom, like, I'm here with my friend and his mom. Um, check this out. I got my ears pierced. And she literally started crying on a FaceTime. She was crying. And I was like, mom, are you kidding me? Like, it's just an ear piercing. Like, I know that you, like, freak out about, like, everything I do and all, but I could literally just take this out at any second. And she's like, yeah, but it just makes me think you're doing other bad stuff. And I'm like, why is this bad in the first place? Um, and then I decided to bring up the argument of her being sexist. Because I have two sisters, both of them, who have their ears pierced. Um, and they've had their ears pierced since they were kids, like most girls do. And I was 18 or 19? Yeah, I was 19. <laughs> um, so there was no need for her to be freaking out. Like for me, it was just my own decision whether I wanted to get my ears pierced or not. Um, it shouldn't like d 
default to her at all, but she was freaking out about it. Um, and I brought that up and she was like, Jack, like, come on. Like she, she didn't really want to argue that, but she was really not happy about, um, me getting my ears pierced. And I think if she found out about the stick and pokes, that would be way worse because the ear piercings I can take out at any time, but those stick and pokes, they're there for like three to five years ish. Um, but that's a pretty interesting situation, and I don't know, many parents, I feel like, can be so controlling like that, like mine, where they don't want to allow you to do anything. There's so many things that my parents just decide, like, nope, this is bad, this is bad, you can't do this, you can't do that. Um, but I think that all that does is just cause more of a rebellion. I think if they were, if they told me, like, sure, you can like do whatever you want like from a young age they're like if you ever want a tattoo I could get it I mean it could turn out two ways maybe I just get a ton of tattoos and then maybe they were right and I shouldn't have um and it affects my professional life but maybe I just don't get one at all because like half the reason to do it is just the rebellion it's like I it's to take action uh in your own life and do what you want so it's really hard to say what's the right thing to do parenting wise um, about that kind of thing. And personally, I think when I'm an adult, I'm gonna just try to go in between there, obviously. Um, and I'll tell my kids like, yeah, you can get like one tattoo when you're 18 or something, but it can't be, it has to be like a good, cool ass tattoo. And it has to be in like a spot that's not too bad. Um, uh, I just had to go cough up a ball of snot into my sink. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to give my kids enough freedom to the point where they won't want to rebel against me. But at the same time, I guess I wouldn't want a kid covered in tattoos by the time he's like 20 years old or something. So we'll see how it goes. Um, so it's been a lot of stress on my mind lately. Like I said earlier, um, aside from I guess hiding these stick and pokes from my mom isn't a problem right now, but it's going to be this winter break because I'm going to be going to a much more tropical environment. So instead of Ukraine where it's freezing and I could wear pants every single day, it's going to be the opposite of that. So we're going to see how that goes. And I might end up having to come clean to her about those too, but I do not look forward to that because who knows what they're going to say. Um, aside from that, my class registration is coming up and I'm a part of the honors program, so I'm going to have to figure out um, junior year, this halfway through junior year is when you start this big project for, um, if you're a part of the honors program, you have to do this big project they call your capstone project, and you have to take a class associated with that, and I have to do others' honors credits, and to be honest, I just don't know everything that I have to do, and I'm stressed out about it, like what I need to get done before I graduate. So I'm going to try to set up a meeting with my academic advisor and see what I can find out about what classes I need to take to accomplish my goals, which is something I could figure out on my own, but it just seems so difficult. It's so much easier to get somebody to say it, which is why lately I've been thinking um, profession-wise that I may consider being a life coach. I don't, I've never before had any like certain career aspirations, at least throughout the time I've been in college. It's really hard for me to decide what I want to do. I'm majoring in sociology, 
um, which can apply to most any career, um, or at least any different field, but different careers in the field. Um, but it's a very open-ended subject that you could do a lot with. And lately I've been thinking about going towards life coaching because I have read a few books and just seen a lot of studies. And what I've been thinking is you really can like change someone's life. At first I thought life coaching was kind of dumb. Like a few years ago, I was like, you can't like, what would anybody possibly tell me? Say I set up an appointment with a life coach. What would they possibly tell me that is going to actually change my life? Nothing. Because I know everything they're going to say. They're going to say, well, just blah, blah, like work harder, like schedule your time out, like all the basic things, like make a schedule, stick to it, like wake up without snoozing your alarm, like who, all that kind of stuff. Um, and how is that going to help me? I know it all already. I just don't do it. But lately I've realized that if I think it really actually does help for someone to talk to someone who can tell them exactly what they need to do in their life. And I would love to be able to do that. Um, you can make solid money doing that, but also I think it's a career I would genuinely enjoy, like helping people become happier with their own lives. I think that's really something worth doing. So another thing that I might as well been mention now while it's uh, the week of Halloween is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, uh, I'll bring, I'm bringing this up because my sister is part of her, part of the Rocky Horror, like, production, whatever, like, the cast, um, at her college. They put on a performance of Rocky Horror, um, and she's a part of that, and she was saying how I should come up and visit her for that, which I think I'm not going to be able to end up doing, but I'll go in a couple weeks for an improv show there instead, but... I did recently um, watch a performance of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, when I went home to Northern Virginia for the weekend, one of my friends said that uh, a few of his friends were going to see Rocky Horror Picture Show, like midnight showing on Saturday, and we were all like, all right, you know what, let's, let's do it. Like, I'm down. So we go to the thrift store and just pick out a bunch of crazy emo-looking clothes because he says that's a big part of it is, like, how you dress there. Like, everybody looks crazy. So we go in there. I find some, like, black ripped jeans, um, some, like, boots or something, and the t-shirt was the best part. I just found a t-shirt that was, like, of, it was the Crucible, and it was black, white, and then, like, red to, like, look creepy, and then I cut that into, like, a crop top with no sleeves, um, and we were set for Rocky Horror. Um, my friends dressed similarly to me. We all had like a crazy looking outfit and we went in there to stand in line. Um, I had no idea what Rocky Horror was like. They are wild. Um, the members of the cast ask if any, if it's anyone's first time seeing the show. I didn't realize this was like a cult thing. Like most people who are attending a Rocky Horror picture show have already seen the show before. Um, I was in the minority of people who had not, um, which means they label you as a virgin, and then you take part in the virgin games at the start. Um, and I don't want to say too much about it, but let's just say they were very sexual. There was nothing, nothing like awful that you wouldn't want to do, but it was like some embarrassing stuff. Um, so they call all the virgins up to the stage and like have you do stuff and basically the audience kind of votes like by cheering on who should stay and who goes down so about 20 of us go up on the stage and um within like 10 minutes 
of being up there, all of a sudden, I'm now the last person on the stage, and they have voted off everybody else. So they tell me, oh, um, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I was hoping to get voted off first round. Um, Like, sure, I'm an outgoing guy, but Rocky Horror Picture Show, I'm just not quite sure if that's my scene. And by that, I mean, I know that it is not exactly my scene. Not, not to say that it wasn't a fun night, of course. Anyways, so here I am standing on stage, and they tell me that they forgot to cast one of the roles, so I'm going to be playing that. And they're about to take me to the back room, and I'm like, ah, oh, this will be funny, like, whatever. Um, when one of uh, my friend's friends, like, a, just a mutual friend, I had never met this guy before, um, but I had only been hanging out with him for the last like 30 minutes before the show and the one takeaway i had he is gay he is a raging homosexual um which honestly is the norm at the rocky horror picture show so shouldn't have been surprised um and he was so into this and it was his first time going to the rocky horror picture show as well and he's like oh can i do it can i do it and i sat there on stage and they told me they were like oh you can let him do it if you want Uh, I guess he really wants to do it. And I was like, man, I know this experience is just going to be like a somewhat funny story for me to tell people if I go up on this stage. But for this guy, it is going to be life changing. Like, I know it is going to be a defining moment um, in this guy's life. So I was like, you know what, man, you you go ahead. Um, You take it. And he it was just like a really quick roll, like no lines. You just like acted out um, some person who was on the screen behind him um, just for like three minutes or whatever and then he came back down to our seats but I think he really enjoyed being backstage and talking with everyone in the cast so that was like a great opportunity for him um and it was funny for me as well I honestly did enjoy the show except it was just I was so tired because it started at midnight like we didn't sleep much that weekend and then it didn't end till like 2 30 or 3 or something I was out um but it was certainly an adventure, so I'm a little disappointed to not be making my sister's performance of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, but at the same time, um, I think she'll be really busy with it, so I wouldn't be able to spend too much time with her anyways, and I'll definitely enjoy visiting her another time. Um, Thank you guys all for listening. Sorry, the quality of this podcast is a little worse than usual. I'm sniffling a bit, had to stop to cough. Um... But it's a sick day, like I said, and I'm kind of going through it right now. So I appreciate you guys all listening. Um, Hope you guys all have a good week. And um, look out for another podcast probably by next Wednesday. Peace out.